Sipping on some 40s, yeah, yeah. Talking about the 40s, oh yeah. His 40s on 40s, so yeah, oh yeah. Hello and welcome to another episode of 40s on 40s. I'm Seth. I'm Josh. And today we will be uh, taking a look at more Hot 100 hits from the Billboard Hot 100. So uh, without further ado, let's crack these open. Josh, what do we got here today? What today, are, what are these? We have something we've never had yet. <laughs> I don't think so, Called no. Called. Gaguama. Gaguama. Ooh, it has a turtle on it. It's a. It's from El Salvador. Wow. And um, that's pretty legit. Yeah. Legend has it the fishermen of Central America sought the great loggerhead turtle in warm tropical waters. It was tribal belief that this powerful turtle, also known as the Caguama, symbolized good fortune for the fisherman's village. It's our hope that you too will experience the good fortune of the Caguama. Salud. Kaguama. I said Gaguama. It's Kaguama. <laughs> it kind of looks like a Jeep, but cool, yeah. man. Well, hopefully we'll get good luck by drinking this then. I'm all about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to do this all? Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Ooh. You all right? Yeah, it smells good. Oh, okay. Well, cheers, bud. Cheers. Huh. Smells good, tastes good. It's a little drier. I like it. Yeah, I do too. Kaguama. It almost reminds me of um, of Corona, like a little bit. I like this a little more. Yeah, I do too. It's a little crisper. Uh, I was gonna say a little more crisp and Glover, but I don't know if that's true. <laughs> it's solid. It's solid. My brain is happier now. <laughs> Me too, um, dude. You've been having you've been having a chill a chill week. Um, yeah. Cool. Had to, had to fix my clutch in my car. Oh, that's right. That was the big news of the week. Dang, poor thing. It's, uh, How long have you had that nice, car for? Nice now? blow to my wallet. <laughs> Sorry, um, bud. It's all good. <laughs> um, I have I've had this car for a couple of years. Okay. Yeah. Nice. But it's, I mean, it's like, what, 15-year-old car? Right. So, I mean, the clutch shouldn't really ever go out necessarily, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Technically, but, you know, it's running real good now. Nice. <laughs> so, you know. Maybe the previous owner had, like, fucked with it. Yeah. And you had, to, you had to fix it a little bit. If someone, like, does, rides the clutch or does stupid shit with the clutch for a long, long time, then, you know. Yeah, it's gonna start having problems. That makes sense. I was just like, I was pretty sure it was a clutch. I was worried it was the transmission because that's like really expensive. Oh shit, yeah. But thankfully, I was correct, and it was the clutch, which is also very expensive, but not Damn. nearly as much. Well, like half as much as the transmission. Like if it's transmission, you just you junk that car. Damn, it's not worth sucks. it. It sucks. Transmission problems can be like worth more than the you know cost. Right. Value of the car easily. Like transmission problem and like engine problems are like two things where you're like, well, mm. new car time. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, okay, so I have a topic that I kind of want to talk about before we get into the songs, but I, I also think it might be sort of a lengthy discussion topic, so I'm not sure where I should insert it. Mm. Um, we can do it now. I mean, yeah, might as well, uh, right? Or risk it coming up in the songs. Let's just yeah. talk about it now. Yeah, let's talk about it now. Maybe it won't be as long as you think. That's true. Um, so, 
the big thing is that Nine Inch Nails has a new record coming out soon. Uh, it's called Bad Witch. I'm pretty hyped that they have new music coming out because Nine Inch Nails is one of my favorite bands. Um, but Trent Reznor released a statement on the Nine Inch Nails website saying that from now, from now henceforth, all Nine Inch Nails releases will be released only on vinyl. No CD form, no digital form. Only vinyl. Only okay. No digital. No digital. Like like streaming. Streaming of their previous albums is still happening, as far as I could tell from when uh, this podcast was last recorded. But no new music will be released other than on vinyl. And as far as their online store, it looks like they are now only selling their back catalog, also only on vinyl. So. I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit because I think that's a little unusual, especially considering, you know, how a majority of people tend to consume music. Uh-huh. Um, I kind of I respect it, but I'm also a little bummed out because, you know, I, like, I imagine other music listeners don't have a record player and don't really have the money to shell out for a record player. Mm. Um, it's not that much money, but like, <laughs> but like, it's I don't know. Like, you need like a good sound system to support it too, right? That's true. You do need good speakers. Cause like, if you don't, it's kind of like whatever. Well, I have. There's a system I bought that comes with speakers. Oh, okay. They're they're not that large. Okay. Um, I would say they're slightly on the small side, but the quality is very good considering. Mm. And it come it came with the record player. And all, all together with tax, it was like two fifty. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not so bad. Yeah, it's uh, it's more expensive than my car stereo though, <laughs> which came oh, with my car. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think it's an. It, I think it's interesting because he re- he said that part of the reason for that uh, decision was because of uh, him feeling that. Um, there's something special about listening to a record on vinyl, which I agree mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. But one of those reasons why is that there that there's like a physical component to you know handling the vinyl, laying the needle down, doing all that good mm-hmm. razzmatazz. It definitely sounds a little different. I'm sh- yeah, and I think it it's, does. It's it def it is likely to um, encourage you to be more active with your listening sure and i, I think that's um, the intention that's at least that's from what it sounded like on the statement um i would say i have i have a pretty quick like just two cents on it yeah is i like that it, i like that it would potentially encourage people to buy a record player uh i like that it would encourage people to actively and uh, appreciate music and let music you know move them or float like ha- have it be its own experience right um so and i th- i am very much of the mind that you know it's not um it's not elitist or unethical to for him to do that i i think it's neither elitist nor unethical for him to choose to do that or i feel like it's his choice so i don't i, yeah. I see zero problems with it um and the people that just don't care, they won't care, and that's fine. They won't, they won't buy a record player. They won't listen to hear his album. That's okay. Right. I mean, I, I I do I do understand that, and I do respect you know his decision as the artist too. You know, to want to try and have a very specific listening experience for each person that listens to his music. Right. Um, and, and I get that. And I I do think that con- controlling it in that way 
is kind of interesting in its own right because it is very much being like you're gonna have like the physical experience of listening to my music as well as everyone else who buys it because that is now the only way to listen to it mm -hmm. um, which I think is definitely interesting however the caveat to that is that um, I think it does it does sort of limit your, your viewing pool to the casual listener mm -hmm. uh, which I would argue that there's a pretty fair amount of Nine Inch Nails fans that are casual listeners and I think that being a casual listener doesn't necessarily mean that you care less about the band. Uh, I just think it means that you might not be able to buy certain certain types of of uh, certain types of product to consume. You know, like you can't, uh, you know, like you can't just like buy a CD of it and like chill with it. You have to like go through the actual effort of like getting a record player, getting the vinyl. Um, which I kind of, I don't know, I sort of feel like it does inherently make it a little exclusive just by the, sh the sheer uh, novelty of having to listen to it in that certain way. Um, yeah. I'm, I mean, I think that just, like, by definition, like, you're going to cut off a certain a certain viewer, viewer audience that doesn't have a record <clears throat> player. Um, yeah, definitely. And, like, you know, again, like, I understand the sentiment because I feel like Trent Reznor has also been pretty vocal about saying in the past that, like, you know, a lot of how media is consumed now is very, like, it's very disposable. Like, you can mm -hmm. you can just get it from anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's super casual, and it's just not very... Like, he was saying that people don't really feel the same connection to music that they used to because it's so easily consumable. I would, I would say that... Um, that may not be true for everyone, but I think that is a definite, valid, and true statement yeah. about many people. And I would lump myself with that group of people. True. I, I feel less attachment. I spend less focus. I spend less emotional connection to music when I listen to it on Spotify on my laptop speaker. Sure. Or just most streaming services, um, I have that kind of relationship with. Sure. And that's totally valid. And I don't think that I'm unique. I, I also don't think I'm the minority. I think, I think, yeah. I think most people do have, or are way more likely to have a emotional connection, more attention, more care, more value on the musical or album or artist to fan relationship. Yeah. When you sit down and listen to a physical right. copy of something, and that's all of where your attention is, instead of like, I'm gonna, like, oh yeah, I'll check out this song or album on Spotify on my laptop speaker, but <laughs> hmm, wait, maybe there's these other tabs I'm gonna look through. Right. Like, you know what? That reminds me of that other thing I might wanna check out. And like, it's very much, um, you know, what's the word? Um, ADD, you know, jump, 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 jump. Yeah, not, yeah. Not really invest or, like, be calm and, like, attention. It's very, like, short-term attention that you're putting to yeah, it. Yeah, it's just biting a bunch of little nibbles of cookies, different, <laughs> di trying different cookies and sure. sort of sitting down and having a nice dinner. Now, here's my, now here's my, my uh, additional take on top of that, because I do agree, and I agree with his statement, too. My whole thing is... I, I'm probably one of the only friends that I know that still actively buys and actively, like, collects CDs. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and one of the reasons I do is actually for pretty much the same reason why Trent Reznor is saying that you should sit down with a physical copy of something is because I like to look at the artwork. I like to read all the notes. I'm like very like, I like being in depth with that shit when I listen to music. So if there's an album that I really care about, I'll totally go out and like buy the physical copy of it. Um, yeah. The only thing is because I because I have I already have so many CDs and CDs are kind of the format that I have started the path down if you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. that's kind of the the media format that I prefer even though my motive behind buying CDs is pretty much identical to his motive behind listening to it on vinyl so for me yeah. it's a little disappointing because I'm it, because for me it's like I'm buying. I'm buying albums for the exact reason that he's saying I should, but he's releasing it in a format that I can't play in my current, like, status. Yeah, I think he's just a little premature on skipping CDs, but he is correct that the trend is, like, new cars don't even have CD players. Right, which is fucking so, crazy to me. Like, he, I agree that the trend is fading CDs out to where we are going to become exclusively streaming or... You know the novelty physical copy, which is cassette or vinyl, mostly vinyl. Yeah, I mean, so I think he—it's a good call, maybe for the for like twenty years down the line. But for now, a lot of people that do cherish the physical copy do get CDs. Yeah, but because I feel like the CD is sort of like the—it's like the half—it's like the meeting halfway point between vinyl and digital. You know, because like with a CD, it is a physical version, but you can make it digital. So it's kind of like a halfway point, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, the, the sound quality isn't quite as good as vinyl, and uh, eh, CDs yeah. are more easily... It's debatable. Uh, yeah, I guess it depends on what kind. Um, but then, like, CDs can be more easily destroyed or damaged, mm-hmm. whereas vinyls, you know, unless if you, like, have them under extreme, like, temperature conditions, they're pretty much going to be fucking solid. Unless if you, like, really try to mess with them. Yeah, and they're not... Like, CDs are portable for your car listening. Yeah. But, um... Maybe there's an implication that vinyls will outlast CDs. Oh, definitely. Which I think is probably true. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'm just bitter about that fact and I don't want to admit it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... I mean... I I have nothing against CDs. Some people... I don't I have nothing against CDs. Um, And I I think, like, even sound quality, it can be pretty much... Very similar, mm-hmm. very comparable. Um, and it's it gets to a really small, nuanced minutia. Yeah, like splitting hairs to a certain extent. But um, right. yeah, I mean, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> but it's like I don't. I'm not bothered by him doing it. Right. I mean, I think that at this point in his career, he can because it's not really a risk to him. Mm-hmm. Like he's not going to lose like a fuck ton of money if he's like hey I'm putting out this new record and I'm only doing it in this format cause like Trent Reznor's like good to go like he's still touring he's still making you know as much as he needs to like to comfortably live so I don't think he's worried about the backlash because he's kind of like at this point in my career like I could just make art for art's sake like and I I can like make the art and distribute it how I want to mm-hmm. um, I just find it a little interesting because this is the same guy who previously when record labels or record stores or distributors had tried to sell his album for like a shit ton more like in other countries, for example, he literally like put up the torrents of his own albums so people could just like take them for free. Mm. So I find it interesting that that same guy is now limiting the 
is now limiting like the ways yeah the accessibility of his music so i think that's a really interesting like change in it's still equalized though yeah I mean, and again, it is well, like hopefully it, that it, the vinyl will be its comparable price everywhere, right? And I mean, it too. It's also like at the end of the day, it's him controlling how how he wants people to listen to his music. Because in the torrented version, it's like I want people to have access, so I'm just gonna give it to them. Whereas like with this one, it's like I want people to listen to it on vinyl, so I'm going to give it to them this way. So, in the end, it is still him kind of controlling, like, how his music is listened to. Um, But I don't know, man. I mean, vinyls are like, you know, vinyls are like 25, 30 bucks, which is, like, way more expensive than, like, a, you know, $15 CD. Yeah, 10 or $15. The thing is, like, I don't know, it's tough because there's the benefit of when it was, like, you had to kind of have vinyl is, like... There was less range of. I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like there was there was less range of like shitty listening experiences. Right. I mean, you know, and it's like whereas now it's awesome how accessible it is, but like when people just listen to music on like their phone speakers. It's just like it's kind of a disservice, right? It's really in a way in a way it's just like sad to me that it's cool to do that, but it's sad to think that's the majority of someone's music experience. Right, yeah. It's like, oh, that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, yeah. it, but it's like it's like what can you do? I mean, people people are oftentimes a little lazy or they just right. it's easy to go for the easy option. So, it's like and the thing is, how do like, you how do you kind of how do you curtail it? People just need maybe the education of like, hey, there's various ways of experiencing music, and try right. them all and see what you like about the different ones. Right, and I mean that's yeah. why I think that having an album released on multiple platforms is is better in my opinion because it's like if you really appreciate the, the vinyl and you really appreciate the experience, then now we have this format where you can appreciate it in. Um. On the other hand, I mean, I do understand, like, you you put a lot of work into making music, and for somebody to just, like, hear it on, like, a phone speaker is, like, kind of, kind of unfortunate, because they're, like, not getting any of the nuance of, like, the effort you put in to make it. Um, still... Or, or just the, the pure enjoyment of the music. Right. It's just raised way... I mean, for most people, it's just raised so much when you listen to it with the good speakers, and I'm, like, yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, that, that's why I said I do like that. It's going to encourage people to be like, hey, vinyl's not, it's not hard to use. It's not this weird, tricky thing. Right. It doesn't make you any kind of hip, like, one, like, it doesn't make you um, any sort of part of a group you don't want to be inside of. Yeah. It's just a, the, the best medium or a better medium to experience music. And it's going to hopefully encourage people to, like, welcome them to experiencing music in a high-quality way. High-quality, high-caring, high-valuing way. So, overall, I would say I wouldn't do it, but I'm glad he's doing it. Um, And, yeah, you know, he's just making the choice. Like, you, you can decide how much you care about my music. That's true. And that's cool. And, I mean, I think, you know, 
<laughs> I think that in the end, someone's probably going to find a way to fucking rip it to YouTube. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but I think that it does, it does start an interesting conversation about, like, the value of music and, like, the value of the experience of listening to music. Um, because as mu- as musicians ourselves, I think that the the value and the experience of listening to it is something that's really important. And, you know, I mean, people create different music to be listened to in different ways. Um, like, pop music, I feel like, is sometimes almost designed to just listen to casually. Um, I mean, yeah. fucking look at half the songs we review on this channel. But... Um, even the songs that sound mundane when you listen to them through a really low quality can sound a lot better if you listen to them through, like, a higher quality system. Um, I mean, even listening to it through car speakers or through actual speakers, you know, you can pick up things that you wouldn't have before, and it might make a initially mundane or not interesting sounding song kind of come alive a little more. So. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just a little sad because it's. <laughs> well, you're I, sad. I'm just like I have been totally, uh, in, you know, infected with a totally different mindset and experience with music since streaming. Sure, yeah. And it's I, like I can't, even though I, I don't want to. I actively would like to change, or I would like to change. I mean, yeah. it's just hard to break the habit because I, I sure. used to listen to records like sit down and listen to a record. Yeah, me too. I I I've I hardly ever sit down and listen to a full record front to back anymore. Yeah. Um you know, and, and I'm definitely missing something. I, I have good headphones, so I could listen to a record front to back with my headphones on Spotify, but it's just like it's it's uh, it's very tempting to be distracted and do other things and not commit the time to it. Yeah. Where you know, compared to when I would go out and buy a copy of a record. Whenever I would buy a copy of record, I would like for sure sit down and listen to all of it at yeah. least at least once. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think I think too that you know, I don't want to blame this all on getting older, but as you get older, you know, you have I th- feel like you have less free time. It's part of it. Um, I mean, you can always find free time, but I think that as you get older, you get a little bit like, you know, things start to wear on you more, and you start to to really kind of care about where you put your energy. And sometimes, you know, sitting down with an album is not a priority, which is unfortunate, but sometimes it's just how it is. I think that's a really good point, and that you can see that point in just um, the age groups of people that go to shows and go to festivals. Mm -hmm. They they tend to be younger because, you know, it's... um, But, you know... I I mean, like, when I was growing up, you know, and even in college, this was the same. It was like... On a Friday, Saturday night, you're just like, what am I going to do with my friends? I don't know. Go see a show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, because yeah. we didn't have anything else to do, but also it was just, like, a fun thing to do, like, just to go out and see a show. And you, like, get their album, and then, like, the next day, like, you listen to it. Um, and that was just, like, a thing, a habit that I got into growing up. And um, even now when I go, you know, when I go bargain bin diving, which I still do pretty regularly... Any album that I pick out, even if I've heard it before, I will, like, physically put the CD into whatever I can and, like, listen to it. Yeah. I'm still one of those assholes that, like, I bought the very last type of MacBook that has, like, the CD drive. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> because I was like, I care about this shit, and I, I'm like, this is something that I want on my computer for sure. So, 
and because it's like a very valuable thing to me. Also, when I was younger, I you know I didn't understand like what I would like and how my I didn't understand my tastes or my like aesthetic analysis of music as well. So you're just like wanting to grab everything. Yeah. Whereas probably now it's it might be a little harder for me to <laughs> to feel passionately about music. Sure. Yeah. Just knowing so much more about it and hearing so much more of it. Right. Yeah. So. If I really think about it, yeah, when something hits me, I will still sit down and listen to a record. Like, yeah. I listen to all of Tabimba Butterfly. I listen to all of Kendrick's stuff I would listen to. Yeah. I listen to all of uh, Carsey Headrest's music, a couple of sure, their records. Yeah. Um, you know, there's other artists nowadays that I do feel strongly still about. Yeah. And listen to all of it, but... There was, um... I, a lot of the times I have, uh... I have kind of a, a thing that I've described, and I don't I don't really know if there's a name for it, but it's like when you listen to one album by one artist and you find it like so fucking good that you're scared to listen to anything else in their catalog because you're worried that it's gonna like color your opinion of the band. Um, and that's and that's there's a couple bands where I felt that way, but then when I listen to the rest of their music, I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm so happy I listen to the rest of their music because yeah. like it's all so good. And one example of that, um, I mean, there's there's actually many bands that I've had that with, but one example that I know that we talked about in this show a lot is Death Grips, because mm-hmm. like, first album I bought was the Money Store. That's like their big like that's kind of their break th- their breakout album. Uh, and, I, and I bought it, never having listened to Death Grips before, not knowing what I was getting into. You see the, the like the album cover for it, and you're just like, this is gonna be some gnarly shit. But then I, you know, I put it in, and I just like took a walk, and I like really let it sink in, and I was like, this is so fucking dope. But yeah. but then after that, I was like, well, shit, like I'm scared. Like where where else do I go? Like I'm so scared to listen to anything else. But then the next album I listened to was Bottomless Pit, which is their newest one. Mm-hmm. And, again, I did the same thing where, like, I just went on a walk and listened to it and let it sink in. It was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and just, like... Yeah. So, for me, like... For me, nowadays, like, I'll, like, listen to an album either, like, if I'm walking somewhere or if I'm in, like, the car. Because those are usually the times that I have a lot of, like, downtime and I can... You know, like driving is a little different because you kind of have to focus on the road, but I'm still able, I've listened to enough music in the car now where like I can actually pretty, pretty accurately listen to details of a song and still appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but I tell you, man, like it's, uh, it's definitely a lot rarer for me now to really sit down with a full album, like you say. Yeah. Um, yeah, same. Yeah. Like uh, you know, Janelle Monae's new newest album just dropped, and I and I definitely listened to that whole thing all the way through. Um, what's cool about her music though is that her newest album it actually has an entire visual component with it, so you could actually go on YouTube and like watch like essentially like an entire movie of her album, <laughs> which is which is really smart to me. Yeah, because it's like you can listen to the album but still see visuals to it as well. So it's yeah. like you have you actually have another way of interacting with the music, which is cool. Yeah. Um. And it sort of fo- and it sort of forces you to pay attention to it because you're like it's now a movie so like I'm just gonna watch it. Yeah. Um, it's like what Beyonce did with Lemonade. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Top forties. Yeah. Let's fucking. Yeah. No. This is, a, this is a really good discussion though, and I think it's important because you know how you listen to music is very important in how you take it in and how, what your opinion of it is. Yeah. I. Oh. 
the most active I listen to music, like, this is one of the platforms, this podcast. Yeah, for sure. It's, like, by far. Yeah. Like, half these songs, if I just listen to them in the car, like, when I was going somewhere, I, like, wouldn't even pay attention to them, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, I'm thankful for this podcast for us. Uh, so am I. Yeah. I mean, for other reasons, too. But, um, cool, dude. Well, let's start counting this down. So... Going from the top one, um, Nice For What is still number one. Seems to be pretty much hanging out there. Uh, number two is Psycho, Post Malone. It shot way the fuck up. It, like, hadn't even been in the top five for a while. Hmm. Uh, three is God's Plan, four is Meant To Be, and five is The Middle. Now, this is where things get a little interesting. Uh, if you go to number seven... This is actually just number seven. It's not 17. That was the fake out. Um, Number seven is a new Post Malone song. Okay, Better Now. It's called Better Now. Um, Post Malone just released his his newest album, which is uh, Beer Bongs and Bentleys, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, my God. Because, of course, it is. Um, It apparently went platinum in its first four days of release. Okay. So... I remember I did like some of his tracks, so... Yeah, so let's so let's fucking crack into this. So, it's called Better Now. Uh, it's off his new album. Let's uh, give it a shot here. Better now, I only say that cause you're not around, not around. You know I never meant to let you down, let you down. Would've gave you anything, would've gave you everything. Oh, I did not believe that it would end, no. Everything came second to the band, so... You're not even speaking to my friends, no. You know all my uncles and my aunts. Yeah, so, um, I actually kind of feel like this is, this is like rap pop, if that's a thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. This is, yeah, it's like pop to me. It's very much like combining, like, like pop. It's like combining pop versus even pop choruses, actually, but with Mm -hmm. like a, with like a trap beat for its, like, production. Yeah. It's interesting. Total, I, yeah. I was in a total pop song. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically a pop song, right? It's a, the, the chord and melody structure is catchy, you know? Yeah. I don't think that the the vibe of the music doesn't match the lyrical content. Mm. <laughs> Not really you to don't me. Think so? Um No, it, yeah. Um, it didn't evoke feeling. It, it was, like, disjointed, in my opinion. Did you um, feel like this was more of, like, a party song than, like, a breakup song? As far as, like, its beat and production were? Yeah, just the, the the music and the... If you just strip the lyrics and you just listen to everything else, um, even the vocal, without listening to the lyrics, like, if I didn't know English, um, the feeling I got was nothing similar to the lyrical content, which mm-hmm. was sort of, uh, you know, just hurting. yeah. And reflective. Um, it's the kind of something like we were dancing to and joking around. Yeah. And when we started doing that, and I started having a good time, I realized immediately this song totally functions if you have it as like background backdrop to just being silly and yeah. and dancing. Yeah, absolutely. It's like yeah, it's okay. I I, I want the chorus to happen like seven more times because <laughs> it's just more time to be silly and dance. Yeah, like, it's totally. not, you're not supposed to sit down and like listen and feel things. You're just supposed to like <laughs> oh, it's just a background to help me feel goofy and hey, dance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's totally true. Um, yeah, like I don't. It's funny because, like, I definitely felt positive about the song 
but I feel like as far as like a lasting impact, I didn't really feel it. Like nah, you say, yeah. I like the other Post Malone songs more. Yeah, like I've had I had a good time like when I was in the moment, you know. But like when it was over, I was kind of like, okay, <laughs> like, yeah, kind of just rolled I'm off. I'm glad I ate that Twix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Made me feel good while I was eating it. Shouldn't do it too often though. You know, or but get fat. It was solid. Yeah, or else yeah. I'll, or else I'll get fat. Um. Yeah, I feel like now that I've listened to enough Post Malone songs, he definitely, there's, like, a couple of, like, Post Maloneisms that I could, like, sense in the song, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he has, that, he has that thing where he, when he'll sing and he'll hold out a note and it's kind of like a vibrato, but, like, it's not. I think it might be, yeah, it might be, like, a mixed technique rather than him actually performing a vibrato. I don't know. It sounds, it sounds like he like might it. actually be doing it with his voice, though. Yeah, he might. I don't know. It's kind of this, like, wave kind of warble thing. It's kind of cool. Like, I've, I haven't heard very many people do that before. <clears throat> I used to do it a lot when I would sing. <laughs> Wait, really? It's like a subconscious adaptation of hearing too much Freddie Mercury. <laughs> That's fair. He has a fair amount of vibrato when he sings that Oh, point. for sure. And, uh, and I love his voice, so. But I feel like Post Malone's voice, was it was, like, the way he did his vibrato was almost, like, throatier, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the way that Freddie Mercury did it was, like, very, like, operatic. Yeah. But, like, Post Malone's almost doing it in, like, a forced, like, throaty way. Yeah. Which is really interesting, because I've never heard, like, another artist do that. Um, the other thing, too, that I feel like is a Post Maloneism uh, is that there's, like, a shit ton of reverb like everywhere yeah um, which like I'm okay with because it gives it sort of that that vibe and it's sort of like if you're talking from like a curated standpoint it kind of fits in with the other singles but I have a feeling if I were to listen to more Post Malone I'd kind of be like okay that's not even really like a thing that I would consider special if I listened to more songs mm-hmm. um but yeah I mean uh I think it was a fine enough song. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> it, like, it didn't blow me away, but I was like, yeah, I could, I could be goofy and dance with my bro to this. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm purposefully being aware of, you know, not letting my opinion be skewed by our enjoyment of goofing off. <coughs> yeah, bless you. Sorry, that was That's really good. exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, because if we weren't goofing off, I'd, my, yeah. It's easy to feel more positive about it because we had a good time. Sure, yeah. But the song itself was like whatever to me. Yeah, totally. It was like mid road. Didn't dislike. Didn't like. Yeah, I felt like I felt like it was more. I feel like if it was, if you were to give it like a sliding scale, of like zero percent being like I hate it, I hate it. It's like Chris Brown levels, and then like a hundred percent being like this is like sizzle level. I feel like it was about like a sixty for me. Like mm-hmm. a 60%. Like, it was pretty much in the middle, but, like, I was, like, leaning a little bit more towards, like, feeling positive about it. Um, yeah. But but not much outside of, like, the, the average mark. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'd be 50 to 60 on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was there anything to talk about with the lyrics? Not really. No. It's not pretty, nice to me. It's pretty standard. I like how <laughs> when when it got to that bridge and he was like, "Not nah, to worry about it, you know, you're just the love of my life." I was like, "Wow, way to be fucking heavy-handed with that shit, dude." Yeah. Fuck. I thought you were trying to I mean, there was one line I liked in there about how like you used to keep your picture on you used to keep our picture on your nightstand, now you keep it with the socks you don't like. Yeah. Which I, like I was that. like, that's pretty clever and I like that's that. That's fun. 
And it's like a very it's a very specific thing, but it also tells you all you need to know about like how she feels about him now. Mm-hmm. So I liked that. Um, it's cr- it's weird because I feel like Post Malone will like he'll do super average cliche lines, but he'll throw in like fun lines like that every once in a yeah. while. One quirk, yeah. yeah, one quirky line. He had a line about like you know hanging with my boy, hanging with my bros like we're Jonas. Like that's pretty funny. <laughs> um, but again, it's like a pretty, yeah. it's a pretty easy shot. But like, it's it's hard not to want to bring up the amazing guitar solo. Oh yeah, uh, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, oh, I feel that's embarrassing for him. That was like national TV. He's <laughs> like fucked up so hard. Like the the solo, oh, the solo itself was designed to be very simple and easy to play, and he still fucked it up. And he was like. A half he's like one fret off yeah yo yo just insert that here in post like yes. just so to hear it he was one fret off on like part of the middle of the solo oh my god and so he just hit this horrible sounding note or two and he just held it for like the whole time right <laughs> he held it a little then he cut off and then he like kind of he, he stubbed a couple notes he tried to sneak it back <laughs> he tried to sneak it back but he stubbed the next couple notes cause he's like fuck I don't know if I'm in the right position and if this is also gonna be out of key so he just like stubbed a couple and then waited to find the right position and then bent a note and that was it. <laughs> and then the solo was over. Yeah. <laughs> oh but, uh, man, I forgot about that shit. That shit was like was like meme worthy like from the was, second it yeah. happened. My favorite was watching a video of someone do a solo tutorial. <laughs> of that and he, like, solo? Perfe- perfectly <laughs> replicated how terrible it was. Oh my yeah. god, we're gonna have to rewatch it's that. Bad. That's yeah. fucking funny, dude. Uh well, Solid. Let's uh let's move on to the next song here. Um the let's see. So that was number seven. That was number seven. Uh so let's see, let's look at the next song. Oh look at that, number eleven. It's also post Malone. Oh, is that where you're are we just doing post Malone today? It's it's uh I don't want I didn't want to give it away, Josh. It is a all Post Malone episode. Oh all God. four songs are Post Malone. You thought the last week with J. Cole being on three songs was a lot? This is all Post Malone. All Man. four songs, bro. It's okay. We're going to get through it together. It's going to be great. Yes. Uh, this next one is called Paranoid. I'm assuming it's off the same album. Let's, uh, let's fucking uh, get Tell it. Tell me why I can't get no Josh, you, uh, sounds like you have strong opinions of this song. I do, yeah. You were like, this song sucks about what it's doing to society. Yeah. Please elaborate. Well, I can only hope that people are not listening to the lyrics and they're just zoning out when this comes on. I mean, God knows I was getting there. But, which also sucks, because that means people don't, you know. But anyway, um... Yeah, I was just bothered by the one particular line, politicians and all their lies. <laughs> What's the point in picking sides? Which, uh, <laughs> definitely, the second I heard that, I kind of uttered, yeah. like, a, a very casual, like, oh, so now it's topical. Yes. And then, <laughs> then I laughed very hard. Uh, it's a perfect sarcastic comment. Um, 
Anyway. Where he's like trying to be, yeah, he's like trying to be topical, but he's saying <laughs> the dumbest, vague thing. Yeah, most like bland ass statement. It's you really can make. dumb. It's like politicians and their lies. Right, it's like just what, because you hear it's like kind of lies. Can, what you, are they? can you elaborate? Do you have anything insightful to say? Or you right. Just, do you have any politicians in mind or any lies in mind or just kind of whatever? But, um, yeah, no, I mean, that's, it bothered me a lot because I, I have personal convictions about things about our country and many other countries that I feel are not just or fair for people. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like, a lot of, uh, what's the word, condensed pockets of power sure. that are doing really, really unfair things to people. Yeah. And when when you hear a line like, what's the point in picking sides, it's encouraging, it, it's, it's, he's being a tool for the man or being a tool for these forces of power Right. That want to keep people uneducated, and they want to keep keep people, um, you know, feeling uh, unaware and hopeless, so yeah. they can just keep exploiting them until they die. Yeah, totally. So it just bothers me because I'm like, damn, like I just, like yes, there is um, uh, deception, and there, and, and um, what's the word? There is crap on both sides of the political party, the main two political parties. Yeah. But I, I, the answer should like I just want people to become educated and engaged and active, not yeah. like fuck it, we can't do anything. Right. It's like it's the kind of attitude where it's like I was having a joke was I I was joking with one of my friends. I think I told you I can't remember mm. where I, I was listening to a fair amount of like political uh, anarchist atheistic kind of punk okay. in like the early eighties. Okay. And there's a some of the bands there's this common thread of like you can't do anything, what's the point? Like fuck it. Right. And I made the joke to my friend like, Thank God Martin Luther King wasn't a punk. <laughs> I don't know if I told you. No, like, you didn't tell me that. Because I'm like, if imagine if Martin Luther King had that attitude. Right, if he was just like fuck it. He's like, you can't do anything, it's rigged against you, you just fuck it. Yeah. If he's like this anger fuck it attitude, which I was like Dude, MLK accomplished so much, so much for the good of millions of people in the future because he was like, nah, yeah, it's rigged. Yeah, we can't change everything now, but we can take really fucking specific steps every fucking day to make this a better world. Yeah. And he did. And... It's like we just I feel we just need everyone to become more more and more educated and more involved and evolved to make this a better society. And so when you hear right. like one of the biggest music artists saying What's the politicians point? in their lies, what's the point in picking sides? He's basically saying like, Hey, it's all fucked, you can't do anything. Right, just like fucking give up. It's so I just hate that message so much yeah i totally agree and like it's funny because i didn't even think about that i just i honestly i just hung on the first half of it and i just thought it was fucking hilarious just because of like how like generic the statement was but yeah i mean like i can i personally can understand 
because I feel like this last year and a half has felt like fucking forever, and I just want it to fucking stop, but... I get that you could become discouraged with, like, how much, like, bullshit there is out there and how, and just how much of it is so, uh, is so visible now, because I feel like back when, back when other politicians were out there, even in the days of, like, you know, Bush post 9-11, like, things were out there, but they weren't quite as transparent as they are now, right. or, like, so blatantly, mm-hmm. like, fucked. And so I get the point that I get I get his his sentiment that like it all seems overwhelming and you kind of just want to say fuck it, but like that's kind of not <laughs> that's kind of like not at all what you should be doing right now. Like the whole like like you say you know like MLK accomplished so much because he wasn't like fuck it. He was like there is so much oppression and wrong happening, but like we're gonna take steps to make sure that this isn't a thing anymore. Yeah, so much organization, so much planning, so yeah, many, so many different nonviolent ways, yeah, of getting legislation passed, and that's like it's not fun or like easy, and it's like slow and takes a lot of yeah. work, grinding day by day. But like that's what it takes. It's not. Right. Even, it's not even just electing a president. It's like. Doing any kind of electing all every fucking representative you can, yeah. and doing doing things that pressure people in those positions to be like, hey, we should pass like this legislation, right? People are fucking angry. And I mean, the civil rights movement didn't happen overnight. You know, that shit took took like decades and decades of hard work and struggle, and now we're at a point where like you know. I mean, it's it's not it's far from perfect, but it's definitely better than it was before it happened. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just yeah, I I totally agree. I think that the sentiment of just like just throwing up your hands and being like fuck it, it's too much work. I totally think that that's bullshit, and that's not it's ha- lazy. It's lazy, and it's it's dangerous. It's lazy. It's ignorant. Yeah, dangerous. Because like if it's you so selfish. Because like yeah, people generations will come after you die. Exactly. And what the fuck are they gonna think if you leave that sentiment yeah. with them? You know. Because, like, that was that was also the point of MLK, is it's, like, the whole point is, like, like, any, like anybody and everybody can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, even if you think it's useless, like, it still helps, and it still makes a difference, and you should still do it. It's just that if, if I take a step back, it's an overall life perspective or life philosophy that I just, I try to stay away from, where it's, like, you got the one philosophy that says... Oh, it's not even going to make much of a difference. Fuck it. And then that gets you nowhere because any any real, like, any kind of success or beauty or accomplishment, it come it doesn't come from one amazing moment. It comes from thousands of little times that you could have said, fuck it, it won't make much difference. Yeah. But because you did it a thousand, ten thousand, a million times... It became something. Right. So it's it's this attitude of like, I'm not going to see results right away. I might not get great re- results with these little steps, but it's these little fucking grind things over and over consistently. Right. That's what makes the change. Exactly. So whether that's like social justice, economic justice, trying to, you know, dispel racism, yeah. trying to be successful in some sort of business or art thing that you're doing. It's like, it's just totally a, my view of how you have to think and, and believe and do, do you know, conduct your life. Yeah. 
It's actually so so that reminded me of a um, <laughs> it's a stand up bit that Bill Burr has. I don't know if you know who Bill Burr is. Um, mm-hmm. He's a stand-up comedian who has, like, a pretty abrasive style, and, like, there's some things that I, like, kind of, like, don't agree with him on, but there's a lot of... There's a couple points he makes that are really hilarious, and, like, they're funny because they... He presents them as being over the top, but then he kind of, like, has a way of explaining them. Like, one example is he's, like... uh, There was some movie where... That he saw on TV where he was, like... It was the first all-black swimming team... And he was like, man, these movies are so, like, fucking, like, not real the way that they're made. And one thing that he brought up was this, like, racist people don't just make themselves known. They don't just yell, like, get out of the pool. Like, they don't aren't, like, obvious. Like, it's, like, subtle and, like, it's, and, like, like cr- it's that creeping part of society that you can't necessarily, like, just pin down and be like, there it is. Fucking get it. Like, it's mm-hmm. something that's, like endued in parts of culture and so it's the kind of thing where like you can't just like you can't always just see something that sucks and recognize it that it sucks and be like that's it go get it like you say you know it takes it takes all this build-up and time and you have to you you can't just force issues sometimes you know you like you really have to build it up and you have to change people's minds in a way that will stick and uh, yeah. it's a really hard thing to do, you know. Like if you like if you've ever been on a debate team, like that shit is fucking hard, no matter what level you're at. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> when it comes to something like combating like systematic racism, like that's something where it's such a huge task, and it's not something. It's something where like it's all about like little victories, like you say, that build up to like a greater mm-hmm. overall purpose. And so sometimes, yeah, it's like it is easy to just look at it all and be like this is fucking exhausting I don't want to do it but like that's kind of not the point you know like the point is that you have to win your victories in ways that can then help you like kind of take those steps that will get you to the next like part of like an understanding and like a way to resolve an issue um yeah it's it's just the the little nitty gritty of getting getting legislation passed yeah. changing laws yeah. I mean that's that's know, where it comes down it's, to it's that and it's informing people and, and having conversations like it's a lot of little day by day grindy things yeah that will slowly evolve society into something that's more fair and accepting and you know works for everyone yeah but yeah so, I don't know, I mean, like, yeah, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, <laughs> also, like, like, it's just so lazy to just be, like, uh, politicians, huh? Aren't they just the worst? Be, yeah. like, sure, man, fight the system, but, like, it's not gonna change unless if you... You know, it's like that Gandhi quote that gets overused all the time, where it's, like, you have to be the change that you want to see, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to... You have to take steps yourself to make it happen like it's not going to always happen for you in fact it rarely ever happens for you like you have to do it yourself and uh if you want to sit and complain about how much it sucks that's fine you can do that but like it's not going to change if you do that like someone else might come along and change it for you and then it might be better but that's not always a sure thing you know like mlk was probably sitting there being like well shit Maybe I can just wait it out. <laughs> Maybe yeah. someone else will do it. He was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it myself. Because, yeah. like, 
he recognized an issue. He f- saw steps that he could take to make it better, and then he just fucking went for it. So it's kind of what yeah, you I mean. Do. Yeah, it's it, it's tough. It takes work. We it takes leaders. You know. Yeah. It takes people that are willing to dedicate their lives to these kinds of things. Right. Whereas I I don't I don't feel that's my own personal like calling or, or vision for my life. Sure. So I, it's like I'm not going to become. Like I'm not going to be running. I'm not going to be devoting the amount of time it really takes to lead these kind of movements. Sure. But I definitely will invest in educating myself with these things and when I can vote and how I can get involved. Exactly. To spread yeah. awareness. Um, you know, I mean, I can only hope as you know my own music career uh, evolves that I can help that can be a tool to shed more awareness sure, yeah. for, for people. I mean, that's one reason why I like punk music so much, you know, is because you can talk about issues like that, and you can talk about them in relatable ways, where, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, like, definitely, like, educating yourself on the issues and voting at a base level, like, that's the way you can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of the day, you don't, you don't have to be a leader. You don't have to fucking make these big marches like you don't have to do that you just have to inform yourself and vote like that's the biggest fucking thing like like voter turnout in the u.s is like pathetically low Mm -hmm. it's like 30 percent at the most like people turn out to vote that's like you know it's less than a third of the population in the u.s or yeah and like i'm also you know i mean i I need to i be good for me to do this as well as like just try to have a they're public servants, you know, your rep- yeah. your local representatives. Like, I, I feel like just people should be educated about how city government and local government works. Like, they are servants to you. So if there is an issue that's important to you, contact them. Yeah, it's totally. It's easy to Google and find them. Just contact them and ask them, like, hey, this issue is important to me. What are your ideas to address it? Yeah. You know, and, and, and just really engage as much as, you know. As much as you're able to, as much as you're comfortable with. Um, sometimes it's not a comfortable thing to engage, but, you know, like, if you're gonna... To, to me, anyway, it's like, if you're gonna complain about it, then the least you can do is inform yourself and find a way to, to make a difference at whatever level you can. You know, if it's something where, like, you're gonna be worried or upset about it later versus a way that it turned out, at least try to be a product of change in, uh, you know, in whatever way you can. Mm-hmm. Um... Like, I feel like I talk to a lot of people where they're like, I didn't vote last year because I just didn't see the point. And I was like, that fucking, like, really upsets me because it's like, there is a point. Right. Like, if everyone that thought that way voted, like, shit would have totally, it could have turned out differently, you know? Could have turned out one way or another. Maybe we'd have Jill Stein as president right now. You never fucking know, man. So. There's a part of me that. Oh, never mind. Suffice to say, not to get too preachy on this podcast because we are a music podcast, but if you feel like there's something that needs to be changed in your community, just fucking, you know, inform yourself and make a decision that works for you. You know, whether that's contacting a representative, giving a phone call, asking a friend about it who you know knows some shit. It's all there is to it, man. Um, it's really not as hard as a lot of people say it might be, 
to just fucking do something, you know? Yeah. Especially in this day and age where there's so much accessibility to information, like, it's super easy to just, like, go on the internet and check that shit. Like, I assure you any politician you're interested in checking out, there's probably an article written about them, like, right now that you could find. Yeah. Like, pretty much assuredly on anybody. I forgot the name, but there's a website that that will detail the way that a public servant has voted on multiple issues. There you I go. forgot the name of this site, but, yeah. There you, you go. Can, you can go easily Google what I said and find it. Yeah. You just type in a candidate or a public servant's name, and it gives you all the ways he voted for different, legi- like, Exactly. Anyway, I'm just like not looking forward to having to rank all of these post Malone songs. <laughs> I was gonna say, so uh, production values in <clears> that <throat> song, huh? <laughs> but uh, yeah, the next one is what? Uh, the next one. Well, actually, really quick before we go on, I do want to say mm-hmm. I I felt the dissonance in this song even more than the last one. Mm-hmm. I felt like the beat and the lyrics just did not line up at all. Although I will say I liked the beat slightly more in this one than the last one. Yeah, I like the music. Overall, I like the music and even vocal delivery more. I think the lyrics themselves I liked less than this one, but the delivery and the music <clears throat> itself I liked slightly more. Yeah, but, I, but the, that that line pissed me off so much that <laughs> this will likely get bottom. Shit. All right, well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. You never know, man. <clears throat> uh, we're only halfway through, so... If you can believe that. Uh, next up is called Rich and Sad. Cool. How how excited are you? Zero. <laughs> Zero excited. Tight. Let's roll. Is this what it feels like to go crazy? Yes. Oh my god. This is a lot of Post Malone. I was not ready for this at all. Um, I thought I was ready. God damn it. I was not ready, dude. It's just making me... I'm like, what am I doing with my life? (laughs) The entire... like. The most active I listen to music is this garbage. Oh, my like, God. I really need to just, like, be... I need to zone out, like, an hour of my own time and just be like, Josh, actively listen to music that is... Maybe this will motivate you to listen yeah. to albums more. Yeah, it's mo- it's motivating me to be like, dude, there's so much real good music that you should just sit down and actively listen to. Fuck. Because it will just... Enrich you. I just feel like a human being again. On that note, I just want to shout out some of these lyrics really quick. <laughs> just. I feel like a pile of hot, stinking, <laughs> like bitter, angry shit. Would you say you're covered in carrots? No. Would you say that you you you're a stable of stallions <laughs> with massive medallions? <laughs> Massive medallions. <laughs> massive medallions. Not just any me- medallions. Fucker. Fucking massive. Where, where did he get those massive medallions? <laughs> Dude, who know. knows? Who cares? He's got them. Uh, okay, here's the line. Here's the, here's the fucking... Uh, what do you call it? It's like the line of four. What's the, what's the official term for that? Is it a couplet? I don't know. 
Anyway, buy me love, try to buy me love, now I'm alone, Icebox, Omarion, first off, way to shout out Icebox, mm-hmm. that song's fucking legit, it also came out in like 2004, but that's fine, plenty sluts, grab it on my nuts, might have fucked, it was only lust, I was living life, how could I have known, couldn't listen to advice, because I'm never wrong. Mm-hmm. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, just... I bet... I feel like in that one line, he was like, Wait, are you telling me that the word sluts rhymes with nuts? I gotta use that somewhere. And then he just, like, went for it. I mean, that's great. <laughs> I feel like for, I feel like I'm giving this song a solid... Ch- chilling in the whip out of 10. <laughs> I feel like that's what I'm giving this one right now. What what could be said about this song that we haven't already said about any of the other Post Malone songs? We should songs? Just get the next one. We should probably just go to the next one. get it over with. I mean, it's literally... <laughs> I have nothing to say about this song. Spare yourself. <laughs> God, I I always wondered what would happen if this had happened on the podcast. <laughs> what would we do if we had to review four songs by the same artist? I never thought I would see the day that that happened. Why 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 is this fucking happening, dude? Like last week it was J Cole, this week it's Post Malone. Like why is this happening? We must have committed mortal sins. Oh my god, God is punishing us. We must have said too much bad shit about Taylor Swift, and this just is just like the way to punish us. Taylor Swift is like, surprise! I own the media, and now you will suffer endlessly. Maybe I don't even <sighs> fucking know, dude. I feel like I'm in like a, a Twilight Zone episode. <sighs> Anyway, let's just let's just get to the last one. The last one, at least it has a feature on it. This <laughs> So <laughs> Way to find the silver lining. I'm trying, Josh, I'm trying. It's post Malone, but Swaley is also on it. So let's see if Swaley it's called Spoil My Night. We all know that's already been done though. Let's see if Swaley can fucking help dig us out of this, this hole. This is this is close to torture. I have I have high hopes for this one. I have high hopes. It's the second track on the album. Let's fucking let's just see what the fuck happens, Josh. Alright. Let's see what happens. God, dude. (laughs) God damn it. I thought adding a feature would help, but only made it worse. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, Josh requested that we make a callback reference. I think this is the hardest I've ever made Seth laugh. The line. He goes, I ain't never seen her, I ain't never seen her face, but I seen her boobies. Wow. Uh, no, she's got beautiful, beautiful boobies. Beautiful boobies. 
fucking boobies. <laughs> You're fucking beautiful, yeah. man. Seth, Seth looks at me. <laughs> he looks at me and I go, we should probably make a motorboat call back. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you think Post Malone knows what motorboating is? Uh, <laughs> Do yeah. I don't know. Who? <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, do you? Does anyone call boobies beautiful, like specifically? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like I feel like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just imagining Post Malone going up to some girl and be like, "Hey, listen, uh, I just say, man, your boobies, fucking beautiful, man. <laughs> like, what? You got some beautiful boobies." <laughs> I don't even even know what to say. Like, what the fuck do I say to this song? Wait, no, there was another line that I... Okay. Okay. (laughs) Where the fuck is it? This song's awesome. This song is preposterous, dude. (laughs) (laughs) This song is fucking unreal. Okay, no, no, here it is, here it is. Okay, okay. So, spent so much cash I lost her. What? Like... I don't know. How do you lose a girl by spending cash? I don't know what that means. Like, like, I'm imagining he's just throwing so many bills at her that it creates, like, a curtain of money. A windstorm of money. (laughs) And then when it drops, she's gone. She's She's gone. Oh, my God, I lost her. Like, what the fuck? It's too much money. Okay, my cup was too toxic. Okay, you're drunk. I took her robe off. Okay. I couldn't get her off me. No. Does that... But but if you took a robe off, but you couldn't get her off of you, does that mean that you had to, like, awkwardly, like, raise her arm in order to, like, get the, the robe, and then you have to, like, set it down and, like, raise the other arm, and then, like, take the other arm out, get the robe off? Mm-hmm. But then... But then he says, dropped plenty money on her thighs. Not, like in a garter belt on her thighs but just like you know just dropped it on her thighs yeah it's chill uh there's plenty room in our ride so now we're talking about his ride Mm -hmm. so like was this all happening in his ride and then he says I've never been like a small fry right so it's not even like he's been a small fry but it's like he's never even been similar to a small fry no so I think it's kind of Maybe Weird he's wording. maybe he's been exactly a small fry. Right, but like, he hasn't but been never like a small fry. Right, maybe that's it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's it. Josh, I just don't know what to. I don't know what to do with this song. I don't know what to do with this song at all. You just laugh and enjoy it. That's all there is to do. <laughs> I do, and I did, and um, I. <laughs> I think this is probably the hardest I've laughed on any episode. Other than when we were talking about the old couple, like, getting down to Nickelback. That was up there. But, oh, my God, dude. I just, like, I feel like like I'm just in another another dimension right now. Oh, yeah. Same here. Where everything is Post Malone and every beat sounds the same. Oh, wait. You wanted to make a comment about the beer. Oh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So, I was, (laughs) we were listening to this song, and it was, like, the first, like, 30 seconds. And I turned to Josh, and I was like, dude. I think this is the only episode where I kind of wish the beer was a little stronger. Yeah. For sure. Um, oh, my God, dude. Now, here's the really tricky part in tonight. I'm not even I'm not even drunk. I'm just completely <laughs> delirious. 
on the fact that we listened to four Post Malone songs in a row. Um, how the fuck do we rank these songs, bro? Um, I'm just gonna go by enjoyment. I was gonna say, do we just rate the whole thing like a bump in the whip out of ten, call it a day, <laughs> or do we actually no, rank? No, we them? have to rank. Oh, we do have to. Okay. Yeah. Fuck, man. All right. Well. God damn it. Do you want to go first? Mm-hmm. I know mine. Oh, you know yours. Okay, okay. Yeah. Let's go. What are yours? Um, This is my first. Yeah? Okay. Because I laughed the hardest. <laughs> okay. And I just had a great time. Okay, cool. Um, Second was... Uh, what was the first song? Uh, Oh, that was... Better Now? Yeah, Better Now. Better now because we kind of danced a little and joked and okay. had a good time. Yeah, yeah. My third was spoil my night. Uh, yeah, no, no, that yeah, was, yeah. No, that was what we just listened to. Oh shit, you're right. Fuck. What was what was the? Oh, third was a uh, sad and rich or rich and sad. Rich and sad. That was third. That's third. Yeah. Because I was like. I was really over it at that point. <laughs> I was like, I was getting really sad and angry. That's probably you were you weren't getting rich and sad. You were yeah. getting angry and sad. So, yeah. <laughs> and then the last is the political, like, which like that's not yeah. even what's the name of it? Oh shit. Uh, uh, paranoid. Paranoid. Right. Paranoid, yeah. Paranoid because. That line just like totally just angered me. Put you into a spiral I'll, of anger yeah. and depression. I was already starting to get over the Post Malone. Yeah. And that one line was just like, fuck you. I hate, I hate that message. I hate that message. I hate that message. I hate the repetitiveness of your beats. Why is this happening? Oh, God, why? I told, um, I told Seth I was worried that this the, some of the songs might not have a trap beat. And he was, he assured me they would. <laughs> He was correct. <laughs> they all did. Yeah. There was one song in the intro where you were like, oh shit, is this going to be a trap beat? And you're like, oh no, it is. Okay, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think actually my ranking is exactly the same as yours. <laughs> I think this last song, I just got to give it the number one spot. I mean, I laughed, I laughed really hard. Yeah, you did. And <laughs> I don't know. I mean, honestly, like, like looking at the songs... <laughs> like, I'd probably honestly give, still give this one the number one spot because, again, I think the lyrics and the song and the production all synced up the best on this song. Yeah. Even though it made me also laugh the hardest uh, because of its absurd lyrical content. But that being said, still give it the number one spot. Uh, yeah, number two was the first one we listened to, which was um, Better Now. Um, I think that was number two. Wait, hold on. That was on. the first one we heard. That was the first one. Then we did, uh... Then we did... Porn, paranoid. Then we did Paranoid, then we did Sad and Rich. Yeah. Um, Rich and Sad. Yeah, I mean, I think that the number two one, you know, it's it, it had a little bit of that dissonance between lyrics and, and production, but I think I still liked it, and I think overall I still thought that was kind of one of the better songs we listened to tonight. Yeah. Although I didn't have nearly as much fun as I did this last one, but... I would give that number two. Number three, I would give Richard Sad. Because, yeah, I mean, at that point, it was just so bland and blasé that it was like, I don't even really know what's going on. And number four, <laughs> I'd give Paranoid. Just because, on top of that one lyric that basically made us go into, like, a 30-minute discussion on, right. you know, <laughs> social 
civic, responsibility, yeah. civic responsibility. Yeah, civic um, <laughs> yes, exactly. Which I think is important, but I think is still pretty funny that we went off of that off of Post Malone song. Um, I also felt that the dissonance between the music and the melody and the actual lyrics, I felt the dissonance was the strongest on that one. Mm. Like, I didn't feel like the music itself and the lyrics were in sync at all on that song. I felt like they were completely separate from each other, which uh, a lot of these songs, I feel like he made the... Just in general, from the Post Malone songs that we've heard tonight, I feel like he definitely made the beats first, and then you just fucking put lyrics over it later. Like, I don't honestly feel like there was a really good symbiotic connection between any of the songs and their lyrics, honestly. I think that some of them worked better than others, but I didn't really feel like any of them... Like, I feel like you could swap out any of these, and they could still work, like, at their base level, and with the base enjoyment that we got out of them. Um, like, none of them really felt like, yeah, none of them really felt like they belonged. You could just fucking copy-paste them, and it would still work. Right. And that was kind of my major issue. And that was the major issue with why I was just, like, thought I was going crazy, is because it was just like, oh, yeah, here's a beat, here's some lyrics, cool, let's go. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, with an artist like Kendrick, you still have, like, the basic, like, here's your beat, here's your set of lyrics, but the lyrics are so much more, like, connected with what's going on musically, I feel. Um, Yeah, I would agree. Even with other artists, you know, like, even with other pop artists, I feel like their, their lyrics and their music were so much more in sync with the emotions that you're feeling when you listen to it on a basic level. But on these, it's literally just like, cool, we're like back in like kind of the reverby, chill vibe, and you could just be talking about anything and whatever, you know? Um, that was kind of my general feel of tonight, which I guess is why I just felt like I was going crazy the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's because it was like, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> it doesn't even matter what he's saying, you know? Like, the, no, yeah. like and that's what, that's actually kind of like a problem with me. Like, you know, all joking aside, like, I feel like when you write a song, it's so important to, to consider what your melody and like what the feel of your, of your beat and your production are, because I feel like that's going to go such a long way in, in strengthening and, uh, and making more sincere what you're saying lyrically. You know, mm-hmm. like if you don't sync those up, then like it's just gonna fucking flow right past, and it doesn't even matter. You know, um, like with the like, you know, again, I think the reason why this last one was the number one pick is because I felt like the lyrics and the music finally felt like they kind of went together a little bit. Yeah, um, I would agree. And like the yeah. first one, like I kind of felt that, but like it still was a little off. And I think that as we went down in the rankings, it felt more and more and more dissonant. Whereas, yeah, like, the last one, like, honestly, like, we laughed really hard and we had a good time. But I also felt like the lyrics and the music went the best together on that one. Yeah. Um, And even on other Post Malone songs that we've heard, you know, I think that the lyrical content and the music has generally gone together a lot better. Yeah. Um, which, Which is what surprised me the most is that it kind of revealed Post Malone to kind of be a one-trick pony, unfortunately, in my eyes. Yeah, no, I I had, like, mild respect and interest in his music, 
Yeah. From, you know, before tonight. Mm-hmm. But now I'm, it's just... I have zero. I I have no interest in anything he does. Yeah, which... From, yeah. It sucks. It's almost like the opposite of what we were saying, where it's like you have an artist and you're like, oh, I heard this one thing that's really good, and now, like, when I hear the rest of their music, I'm like, oh, shit, is it gonna, like, live up to my expectations? And I feel like tonight, unfortunately, like, I definitely think less of Post Malone. Oh, yeah. Which, like, yeah. I feel really bad in saying, because, like, you know, I liked his other songs plenty, and I felt like they deserved what we what we what praise we gave them, but these ones are just like none of that none of that uh, none of that pairing between music and lyrics is there anymore. Even in the even in the last song, I felt like it was there, but it wasn't nearly as strong as uh, you know like Congratulations or Rockstar. Mm-hmm. Or even Psycho off of the same album. Like, I just felt like none of these songs did those justice at all. No. Uh, which is really unfortunate, because I feel like those other songs, like, you know, maybe he just had, maybe he's just able to do that one type of beat, and those other yeah. songs just happen to match up better with the kind of beat. Um... But that's really unfortunate because it's it, with those it, they paired so well that I was convinced that it's like fuck yeah like maybe if he just tries a little something else it'd be cool. Yeah. But clearly, I was incorrect about that assumption. So anyway, yeah. I feel kind of bad saying that though. Like I'm sure he's a nice guy, but uh, maybe I don't know. I mean, maybe who knows? Clearly, he's all about <laughs> he's all about medallions. <laughs> oh, I still can't get over that last song, dude. I feel like I'm gonna be driving around and playing that, and I'm still gonna laugh just as hard, even when I'm more no, sober. We're never gonna revisit that garbage. Oh shit! We'll just listen back to this episode, and yeah, we'll just think about our laughing fit, L- laugh and cry together. Yeah. Anyway, well, I guess that's the episode. Uh, sorry to leave you guys on a bummer note there, fuck, but uh, you know. Sometimes that's what happens when you listen to the same artist for four fucking songs on a one episode of a podcast, you know? Sometimes it happens. Um, anyway, tune in next week when hopefully we review more than one artist on our podcast. God damn. Dude, if someone else drops another album and it's the same artist for all four songs, I'm going to call some bullshit on this fucking top 100 list. Okay. And I'm going to, like, do some research and figure out what's going on. Because, seriously, last week it was three J. Cole songs, and you didn't see. But there were at least two or three more songs off that same J. Cole album that were in the top, like, 20 that we didn't even get to. Mm. So I'm, Someone smells fishy. Some smells mighty fishy. I wonder if Billboard switched up, like, how they handle their their singles or, like, how they handle, like, the placement. But something seems really weird, dude. Like, something seems really off. It's almost like you can just buy publicity and listeners. Hmm. Almost seems that way. Well, anyway, outside of conspiracy theories, tune in next week when we review more from the uh, from the Hot 100 Billboard chart list thing. Yeah. Yeah. Full of artistic integrity. Full of diversity and... <laughs> different types of beats anyway i'm seth i'm josh and you guys are the best thank you so much for listening to us and listening to four songs of post malone in a row and uh we will see you next week you're the best and i hope you're having a lovely day or night whenever you're listening to this and uh we'll see you soon
Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.